Pray with the Gospel readings every day of the year with Sacred Space, the prayer book, 2023. The text of each day's Gospel passage is included, along with points of reflection and a prayer theme for the entire week. Put together by the Irish Jesuits, Sacred Space, the prayer book, is a wonderful way to immerse yourself in prayer using the principles of Ignatian contemplation. Find Sacred Space, the prayer book, 2023 at com or wherever you buy your Catholic books. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast today, a very special episode where I have one of my best friends, my lifelong friend, joining me all the way from the United States, Mark Demicoli. Now, Mark is a friend who's been a friend of mine since I was 17. I'm now 21 years old, so that's a pretty long time. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not 21. Not so. But, Mark, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Just where, where, where are you at the moment? And, and we'll talk a little bit about our past and then go into the scriptures very soon. Sure, sure. So, at the moment, I'm just outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, my family has recently relocated here. From Malta um, to the United States. From Malta, yes, that's right, from Malta. So, uh, let's say the last 12 years, um, we were living in Malta. And then uh, we discerned over some time that we should um, return to the United States. And Mark, tell me, who is we? We decided to return. Is it you and who? Yes, so it's me, my wife, and our six children. Six children, God bless you, that's amazing. And uh, the oldest and the youngest? So the oldest will be turning uh, 16 soon, and the youngest is three years old. Three years old, that's amazing. So that's um, a big relocation to move a whole family of, like eight people to um, across the world and yes, well I have uh, an amazing wife <laughs> you do <laughs> yes so Mark how long have you been married for because I, I, I remember coming to Argentina for your wedding that was like That's years right, and years ago yes. so we've been married for 17 years now 17 years and I remember that trip to Argentina your wife is originally from Argentina and but she lived was she born in Argentina or lived in America? Or born in America? Yeah, yes, she was born in Argentina, and then her family moved to the United States. And we actually met in college at George Mason University at the Catholic Campus Ministry. So you studied and worked in in the United States. That's but, right. Yes. But there's a history. You lived in Malta before that, and we were like I've known you. We had our conversion together. For those of you who have read my book, Breakthrough, Mark is mentioned in the book. He's the one who made the phone call. He's the one who brought me to um, our first youth group. He's the one that I honestly helped me fall in love with scripture. And so it's an honor. It's a real blessing to be here. Mark, let's just talk a little bit about um, where we came from, sort of the, the conversion. Do you have memories of that time when we sort of those, those moments of conversion, those moments of encounter with Jesus? 
Yes, it was such a special time. And I, I look at that time as very foundational for my faith. And even when there are times of difficulty, I often go back to that time. I often read, for example, my, my journal entries from that time, just to sort of see how God has throughout the years really worked in my life. And it's, I find it very encouraging. So this is interesting, like a journal entry. This is one of the things we often encourage, Mark, is um, for people to keep a journal. Uh, because that is uh, basically you're documenting your journey w- with Jesus, because we forget a lot of how we've journeyed. So you go back to your journals and you think about, wow, this is what Jesus said then. And has it been fulfilled or was this Jesus? Like, tell us just quickly a little bit about about that. Yes, so I, I mean... When I was younger and single, I used to make a lot more, you know, more frequent entries. And it's, it happens I would do it now maybe every few months, but I find it very useful. Also, I do remember my thoughts during writing those entries. And then, you know, several months later, I see how God has really worked. And maybe it, it, it's, I was going to be writing out of an experience of pain or doubt or anxiety. I see how God was faithful. And, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And yes. it's really been uh, very encouraging to see. And like you said, you know, sometimes you do forget. You do forget how you were feeling back then. And, 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 and certain, you know, maybe you were at a crossroad. Like one thing... Um, you know, as you said, you, you know, we, we, we grew up in Malta together and um, I remember discerning whether I should, you know, go to the United States. I was um, in my early 20s or just, just before, actually. And I remember, you know, praying through that decision and um, th- there still was a lot of doubt even when I, I eventually moved here for a few months. I should I go back to Malta? But um, it was very helpful to to read back what I had written because then I was very certain that God really called me to to be in the United States. Yes, uh, and that's beautiful. So it was a discernment process, which and then you can look back and you think, "Wow, I made the right decision there." And then you yes, look back yes, and you God think, is. "But there are also things that God says during prayer, you know." And this is again, we're going to go into the Book of Revelation very soon, but this is. Things God says, and sometimes you discern, you wonder if it is of God or not. And journaling helps us discern whether God has spoken or God has not spoken. And usually through the fulfillment over time. For example, one of the things I remember, Mark, uh, I, we went to youth fellowship once. Um, this is a big uh, young adult um, group. Maybe there, uh, there must have been like 1,200 people at the time when we were there. It was yes, like, yes. It was, it was a, a, every week. It was a, a big youth group. And we'd go there, and one day they had ministry, so people would pray over other people, and there was this woman who prayed over me. And uh, <clears throat> I hadn't been thinking about the priesthood, I, I wasn't, I mean, I was still young then. And she prayed over me, and I re- still, and I remember journaling this, because I looked back at my journal. And this is what the word she said, she said, um, she said, God is going to use you to teach, God is going to use you to um, to teach people, to influence people. And then she said this, she's also, he's going to give you um, a ministry which is a ministry of breakthrough, a ministry that is like that no one has ever done before. I forgot the word she used. Um, but, and I, I wrote it down, and I didn't think much of it, but just over like maybe six months ago, I was going through my journal as well, and I thought, wow, this has really, really been fulfilled in my life. That was a really 
God speaking moment. I forgot who this person was, but I really wish I could go back and thank this person for listening to the voice of God. I would have completely forgotten about it if I didn't journal about it. And it's just an affirmation that, in a sense, I'm in the right place. And so this is what God does for us as well, you know, just journaling so important. This is not what we're supposed to talk about journaling, but yes, how, yes. how amazing, eh, that God speaks to us even through um, as we document our journey with Him. It's true. I really find it very useful. But at the same time, you know, it's good to hold on to our dreams, but it's important that our dreams don't hold on to us. So if, for example, someone has given you a particular word that is maybe very specific um, and maybe it doesn't happen, you know, uh, in your mm. life, uh, don't feel that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm falling short, I'm in the wrong place. Because as we're going to be talking, uh, God is a creative God, always changing, moving things around, you know. So yes. uh, it's like a GPS, a route recalculation, eh, every yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. It's like rerouting now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And the way God works, even through our sinfulness, you know, and this is God has a plan for us, and even through our sins, in His mercy, He reroutes, He redirects us back to Him, back to the kingdom, back to the narrow path, if we're willing to to obey the G GPS eventually. It might take a longer way to get there, but God is yes. mercy and he brings us back. And so this this is beautiful. So I, I really am grateful to um, have this chat with you, Mark. Um, you have been a, a big um, influencer in my life and a, a massive impact in my life. You, your whole family, but particularly you, um, the way you. you have um, journeyed with me and very much part. Mark is also part of our FRG ministry team. So you are running our, technically running our US office over there. And so this is exciting. We were just on um, in Chicago together. And just yes. uh, I, I loved how you said that. <laughs> yeah, like it reminded you of the days we were together. Yeah. Yes. In fact, this is the office right here. <laughs> Mark, I think we need to change those curtains. No, I'm kidding. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so this is my office and then here with my little, for those of you watching on video, this is little Cooper who often features in our podcast. He's asleep. I took him for a, his second ever walk. He's a little nine-week puppy. And um, wow. in the middle of the walk, he just decided to s sit on the grass and refused to move. He got tired, <laughs> and so now he's sleeping. Mark, one, one thing that um, I remember so clearly about us, um, about our journey, is that we did a baptism in the Spirit once. And I don't know if anyone, you know what the baptism in the Spirit is, but it's a recommitment of our baptism to the Lord. So recommitting our baptismal vows and choosing to live in the power of the Spirit of God. It's a whole series of seminars. Maybe as FRG ministry, we should run those sometime. But... I remember Mark um, having this uh, a particular encounter um, where he, um, through w when he had this, the Holy Spirit was, uh, where they prayed for the Holy Spirit. I remember you praying, it was in the gift of tongues, we'll go into that another time, but you quoted pretty, pretty much chapters of the book of Luke. I remember something that's like right. that. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, in fact, um, it, was a, it had never happened to me before, and while I was being prayed over, um, I started, um, I was feeling a lot of like warm, warmth and sensation in my body. And I was praying in tongues, um, like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and, um, the person next to me after I was, you know, I had gone off for about a good minute and a half said, look, you know, you actually, he opened the Bible to chapter seven, Luke chapter seven, which talks about the woman who has cried over 
Jesus's feet and, and, and washed his feet with her tears and her hair and anointed her, his feet. And the message was, your faith has saved you. And um, he, he said, look, you just, you just said this in Aramaic. I was like, what? It's like, I don't know Aramaic, you know? He said, yeah, you, he had the gift of discernment of tongues. And he um, told me, this is the message God has for you. Your faith has saved you. That's and, amazing. You know, f- from, from that time, it that was a real, uh, um, you know, break, breakthrough for me because uh, I just felt completely new. I mean, some people have a kind of like uh, what we call a Damascus moment, you know, the St. Paul, you know, big, a big sudden turn. My, my conversion was not as dramatic, but this was definitely a dramatic moment in, 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 in my conversion. And it also began, I think, in you, one thing I noticed, a love for scripture. I don't remember you without your brown New Jerusalem, or Jerusalem Bible. Like, you, you yeah. carried it everywhere. It was the most worn-out Bible I had ever seen. And it's like, everywhere you went, you carried a Bible. You, and not only you carried the Bible, you could quote scripture unlike anyone I had ever met. You know, like, you would know scripture and... And you love the Bible, and every time we were together, we'd pray and quote the Bible. It was like, I remember you buying, even from the Catholic bookstore, these prayer um, cards and giving them to people. And you just right. love the Bible, love the Bible, love the scriptures. And tell us a little bit about your love for the scripture and where you started. Because most people start from like Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. But tell us about where you started studying, reflecting on the Bible. Yes, so curiously enough, I started from the back, from the back of like a, a newspaper, maybe you check the sport pages first. So I started reading the book of Revelation and I was kind of maybe as a young person um, interested in maybe future and things like that. So um, I said, let's, you know, let, let me let me see if I can uh, learn something. And I was quite curious about the different symbolism and I would research um, about, you know, what does the white stone mean and the, the, the mark of the beast and things like that. Or oh, the candlesticks uh, but, like we did a few weeks ago. We spent so much time talking about candlesticks. Okay. Well, I was disappointed in the end because uh, some theologians said, look, this has nothing to do with, you know, the, 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 the future and the sort of the coming decades. But it was more um, an expression of, of events that happened uh, around the time or so shortly after it was written, particularly the persecution of the Roman Emperor Nero. The mm. church was greatly persecuted during his reign. So it was like the voice of heaven in amidst the turmoil that was going on. So it was like John received a word from God telling on the island of Patmos, t- telling him that, hey, even through though the, the church seems to be falling apart, the world seems to be falling apart, I am still strong. And remember what I have done, but remember what you're living for, that you're living for heaven. So I think in essence, would you say that that is what the book of Revelation is about? Yes, I think it's got messages of hope, of encouragement and messages of, of warning as well. Yes. So um, it, it's kind of in a bit of a nutshell, um, can serve as a bit of an introduction, although not recommended. And in fact, 
When I started speaking to different people that I'm, I'm reading scripture, they said, actually, why don't you start with the Gospel of Mark? <laughs> so, and then you yeah, start so realizing, oh my goodness, gospel, yeah. the, the scripture isn't as difficult as I initially thought. Because <laughs> yes. you started from like literally the most complex, the most complicated book out of all the books in the Bible. So that's, that, but, and you, you hung in there. And that gave you a thirst for God, a thirst for more. And yes. That, and- in fact, if I just interrupt you here, I, I just, now we're on the podcast, I do remember the first few times that this really made the sort of love for scripture. And I I was at junior college and I... Which is a my, high school, what is it, a secondary school? It's a, yeah, it's like a high school in, in Malta. And I um, had some, some time and I, between my classes, and I... I got the scripture and I opened it up and um, I just kind of read the first word. It was from the uh, prophet Isaiah. And the the scripture was something like, you know, I am, I am God, I am Yahweh. And then I um, like turned the page and I read the next thing again. And it was almost the same, mm. the same thing. And then a third time and whoa, it happened, so, and I, I was like, I felt just something in me, like, wow, God. The scriptures came alive. I, it just came alive. And even I remember reading the Sermon on the Mount from, you know, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and I was just so moved by reading this. And it, it really, and even till today, the Gospel of Matthew really has a special place in, in, in my heart, especially the Sermon on the Mount. And so it's funny, I, I mean, I just... I don't feel like I have any special ability, but it's amazing how, you know, it, may, it must be a gift that I do remember scriptures. And, and even I think what's, what's helpful is when I'm praying with people, sometimes uh, a, script, a, pa- a scripture passage would come to mind. And, and you'll I share think, it with them. Yes, I'd share it. And sometimes, you know, they would burst out crying. Sometimes they're like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Sometimes well, I miss the mark, you know. <laughs> yes. But scripture, while you were falling in love with scripture, you were also falling in love with the person of Jesus, the Jesus Christ, as you were going through this, so to speak, conversion, as you, you, you picked up in prayer, you picked up in community, you picked up. So and the Bible doesn't come alive if we just read it as a book. It's always in the context of the power of the Holy Spirit and the encounter with God and encounter with God and the community as well, because, and I, I guess this is what this podcast is about. It's about exploring the, the scriptures with community that allows us to influence the world. And so what we're going to do now is I'm just going to quickly, I'm going to read through this Sunday's um, second reading. Now, this Sunday's second reading is taken from the book of Revelation. Um, it's towards the end. Um, it's the penultimate chapter of the, the scriptures um, in the entire scripture. So this is um, Revelation 21, also known as the book of Apocalypse, which is meaning the meaning of Apocalypse. The meaning of Apocalypse means the unveiling. Same thing as what Revelation means. Um, and so, um, uh, Revelation 21, verses 1 to 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God is dwell in the dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Even as I'm reading this, Mark, like we've discussed this before, I've studied for this, and I just so much new stuff comes out. Like uh, one thing that really struck me, and this is one of the things we do when we read scripture. You read it over and over. One, you, Bishop Joe Gregg, who was a great mentor in my life, said this, you should read scripture at least twice. The first time you read it for you and read it out loud. The second time read it um, for um, to listen to God and read it in silence. And then just, and this is one of the habits that's Mark. I don't know, do you underline your Bible? Do you mark your Bible? Yes, I do. I do as well. Because um, some um, people get offended by it. Yes, I know. I, I think we had a... Um a professor once and we were learning, I think it was, it was a Shakespeare play and it was like so precious, this text. And she would not let us underline. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true, you know, um, but at the same time, what is, what is the scriptures for? They're for us to look, look at this. Like consume. if you're those watching videos, wow, it's great. And it's kind of like, like a journal, like we were talking about earlier. So, it's you the remember, spoken like, and the internalized word that is the hermatos, isn't it? Like it is the, the, the yes. logos. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes I would even write a, a date by a particular scripture. Mm. Um, and I, I look back like, oh, look, you know, five years ago, I got this word or the scripture really touched me or I, I found a lot of hope in this. And um, I do sometimes even write, you know, like collect certain passages according to themes as well that helps like for example i'm feeling anxious i would write yes read, read these five scriptures or or something and nowadays it's it's a lot easier with um a lot of the um with the internet and you can use and you can just search with it's 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 so available yes uh, but back then we didn't have these yeah, no, like nice that. <laughs> <laughs> but um mark let, let's talk about the scripture you see this this is about god's pursuit of us isn't it it's about like yes um he, he's chasing after us and after he chases after us as a consequence with every encounter with god every time we allow god to catch us our world changes now imagine as a c collective as a whole world as um we allow God to catch us, how that change will come. But it comes in two ways. Um, and Mark, uh, maybe you can explain to us, usually the way God interacts, he interacts in two, two ways. And um, there's the covenant and there's contract. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So if you uh, think over here, God really, like his, his greatest desire is I will be your God and you will be my people. I was also thinking about uh, Moses and the, the Ten Commandments. And like the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God, you shall not have any gods before me. It's kind of like the, the main thing on God's mind. 
And throughout the scriptures, especially the Old Testament, and testament is a word for covenant. So in the Old Covenant, you have numerous stories of God who is trying to establish this covenant. So you have uh, this with uh, after the flood with Noah, Noah's Ark, and again uh, with Abraham, and again with Moses. And each time the Israelites would turn away from God and they would be unfaithful and break the covenant. I just want to take a moment to make a distinction between Mm -hmm. what we mean by covenant and how this is different from contract. So a contract is different from a covenant in this way. A contract is an exchange between things, between, let's say, two things. So I give you this money, you give me the house. I, you know, uh, buy a car from you in exchange for money. But a, a covenant is different. A covenant is an exchange between people. This mm. is why marriage Costs you everything. is a covenant. Mm. Exactly. And this was something that I think I learned in marriage preparation courses. And it's, it's very profound. So, um, a covenant is I for you and you for me. And this is why God is establishing this, this covenant, because I will be your God and you will be my people. So it's an exchange of persons here. Mm. And so like there's the, the John Legend song, All of You for All of Me. Um, yes. oh, and it's just, um, but we get so much more. Like it's not a bargain for God. Because God has yes. so much more to offer us than we have to offer Him. So, how how silly it is of us when we don't take on that offer. And as a church, as a people, we keep neglect, neglecting that offer that God gives us. And we choose ourselves. We think all of me for all of me. And instead, we could be getting so much abundantly more if we just turn to God. And I, I love, I love this scripture. Just think of it in this aspect, the new heaven and the new earth. For the, f- for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer sea. I s- and so it's just, look, God becomes our dwelling place and he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death and no more mourning or crying. Like, can you imagine a world where God is king, where the kingdom of God reigns? And how silly, and I say this for myself, like I, like, um, we heard this, Mark, often Dr. John used to talk about the living sacrifice, you know. We, yes. Sometimes we're so enthusiastic to give ourselves on the altar at a prayer meeting, at a retreat, but then the minute sort of the, um, we start to think about it, we're a living sacrifice, so we tend to crawl off the altar. And exactly. we say, hey, I'm not so sure about this covenant after all. Um, and sometimes what we want is contracts, not covenants, you know? We want, hey, I will give you 10 minutes of my time and you give me 10 minutes of your presence. And and how what a pity when we live life with God and our faith through a contract relationship rather than a yeah. covenant relationship. In fact, you reminded me of an expression we heard in, in marriage preparation, that in marriage, it's not each side gives 50%. No, mm. each side gives 100%. Even and if the other doesn't. 
Yes, yes. And and that's really, um, I mean, as you know, with six children, we're busy. And yes. My wife can tell you, we're, it's, it's a lot. And it, it actually requires 100%, sometimes 110%. And you have to rely on, on God's grace to give you that extra 10%. But it's such a freeing, a wonderful life where you, you can be completely devoted. This is married to, life to you're vocation. talking about. Yes, married how beautiful. life, yes. And so how do you, just sorry, I'm sidetracking here, but how do you find time for each other? Like if you have six children, I can't imagine that. <laughs> like, Yes, yes. Well, we obviously have gone through different cycles of more busyness. So obviously when you have a, a young baby, there's, there's a lot of maybe, uh, you know, closeness, but you're together doing things, um, but maybe not so much quality time. So as the children get older, um, then you kind of cycle back. I think what is helpful is to touch base often. Um, with my wife, Maria, we have a, an excellent relationship and we you know share a calendar. I know what's going on. Um, I think also what helps us a lot is praying together. We pray the rosary almost uh, daily. And now with uh, the recent conflict in the world, we've really stepped this up as well. So I think praying together is, is a very intimate and, and special time. But, you know, we work together on, on our project, you know, the family project. Yes. And uh, we, we talk about, you know, what are the next steps? And it, it does help a lot that we have very similar tastes, very similar Interest. I know they say opposite, opposites attract, but not quite the <laughs> with my wife. I mean, we're so similar. We like the same things. Uh, it's it's really harmonious. That's yes. Yeah, well, that, well, that's beautiful, and I do see it like in your relationship. And this again is our relationship with God. Sometimes there are moments where we feel close. There's a lot going on between us and God, and then there are moments where we sort of we're walking, we're trusting, and we have to trust in the relationship, we have to trust in the love, trust also in the projects you have together, you know, the family. Yes. That, and, and so it's, uh, it, but what the scripture is saying here is all these barriers of these waves of relationship, this is going to disappear, that it is, he's going to make all things new, that there's, I'm going to be your, your God and you're going to be my people, and there's going to be like a, a, a beautiful presence of God. It says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and their God. And so that he talks about this incredible, there's nothing that separates us from God. And one thing that stood out for me in this scripture was this verse, which is curious. It's, he says this, for the heaven and the earth have passed away and there was no longer any sea. There was no longer any sea. Now, you and I both were brought up on the ocean. Can you yes. imagine my life without the sea? <laughs> no, it's very hard to imagine life without yeah. the sea. So we'd spend all the Mark and I would spend a lot. His family have a sailing yacht and um, sailing boat and my parents also. Uh, um, so we spend a lot of time at sea um, over the summer months. And I, I wonder, like, why would God get rid of the sea? Sort of. But the idea here was that I'm going to remove anything that separates community that separates me and separates also me reaching to other people. So, 
for, for, for this time, the sea was a perilous place. It was the place that separated the lands, it separated discovery, it separated, slowed down basically the technology of the time of conquering more land, of being. So he's saying, hey, anything, any obstacle in the way between communities coming together, between my word being proclaimed to the ends of the earth, I'm going to remove that. I'm going to make the path easy for you. And so this is what he's saying as we hold on to the word of God. And at the moment, it's not easy. There are still obstacles in our relationship with God, in our relationships in married life, in our relationships and friendships. But again, God promises that this will all be restored. This will all be made new again. Yes, in fact, for me, I think one of the big takeaways from this scripture is this point of making new. Um, you know, there's something really special about God, how he creates new things finds new ways, you know, he's innovative, original, in mm. some ways, entrepreneurial, you know? Yes, yes. And um, you know, he gives us freedom. He takes the little contribution that we give and, and he takes it and makes something new. And, you know, the sense of newness is often exciting. For example, you know, receiving a new gift or a new car, a new toy. And now, you know, we've recently got a new house. We're so excited, you know? Um, and, you know, even scripture, scripture says, sing a new song unto the Lord, not sing an old song unto the Lord. And I also remember, you know, growing up when, uh, Father Rob, you would uh, write an, a new song and you'd be so excited mm. to play it for us. And, um, in fact, I remember a particular one song that you wrote, um, What Do You Say, which is the, the pro-life song how we were um, sailing and it was a beautiful setting in the evening and you brought out your guitar and you said, you know, I'd like to play the song uh, that I recently wrote, uh, What Do You Think? And it was certain anticipation and excitement. And it was so beautiful, such a beautiful setting. So um, this, this is something that God does. You know, he's a creative God making new things finding a way, like we said, you know, you can veer off the path, but you come back to him and he will work you in again. Uh, exactly. Get you back on the, the road you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, this yes. is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> and the new exciting path as well, you see, because sometimes we do get tired on the road. And again, John was trying to encourage the church as well, just reminding him that, hey, at the end of the day, because of the resurrection, because of what Jesus has done, I'm able to access you and you are able to access me. You are able to come um, into this new relationship with 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 Christ. And so this is beautiful. Mark, uh, we've been talking a while, so I think we're going to have to end very soon here. But also thank you to our sponsors, um, uh, Modern Grace. We'll just hear a quick ad from them. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information. 
So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So thank you again for joining us. We've had Mark. Mark, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be able to to share this this stage with you at this point, Mark and I, um, hopefully we'll be working more and more together on growing this ministry, on reaching out to people. Um, Mark, can you just, before we finish off, can you just quickly say a, a prayer for us, for people who are maybe desiring to know the Word of God and also to encounter the presence of God in their lives? Would you do that for us? Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, Lord Jesus, we really want to thank you that you are the word, the truth and the life. And we thank you, Lord, in scripture, how often the symbol for um, the word of God is a sword. In fact, even in in the book of Revelations talks about the sword and um, from the from the letter of Hebrews as well. The the word of God, the, the, the sword of the spirit. Lord, we pray that you will just help anybody who is thirsty to learn more about you through your word. We pray that you will open up their heart, that you will give them this gift, this grace, this thirst for holy scriptures, and then also the understanding. So it is not about just reading a book, but really a journey a roadmap to get to know you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And Lord, we ask your blessing over us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for this Catholic Influencers podcast. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Please stay in touch. Go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast for more information to, to connect with us. We'd love your feedback as well about this podcast and this season as well. Please also remember to review and to put five stars on this podcast so it will allow us to reach more people and further. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll see you again next week.